Peace, family. I'm CB, and welcome to my podcast. Today is Monday, Hyundai. Yes, sir. February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> we're going deep in the bottom of Africa. Okay, this is one of my favorite. Uh, you know, I, I read a lot of his books. I guess you can say he's kind of like my mentor. My ancestor who speaks and guides me in the spiritual realm. John Henry Clark. Smooth brother, smooth brother. I think he died like 10 years ago, 15 years, something like that, right? So he wrote many articles and books, right? So I want to read to one of his articles he wrote. The name of the article is Africa in Early World History. And he starts off by saying, long before Rome, continents, people were scientists and scholars and builders. Okay, I think I'm going to read, I'm going to read maybe two paragraphs, yeah, two or three paragraphs from his, uh, from this article. And it starts off like this. The distinguished Afro-American poet, County Cullen, began his famous poem, Heritage, with the question, what is Africa to me? In order to understand Africa and its place in world history, we must extend the question by asking, what is Africa to the Africans? And what is Africa to the world? There is a need to locate Africa and its people on the map of human geography. Our own great historian, W.E.B. Du Bois, tells us, always Africa is giving us something new. On its black bosom arose one of the earliest, if not the earliest, of self-protecting civilizations and grew up so mighty that it still furnishes Sublaratives to think, to thinking and speaking men. Out of its darker and more remote forest, fascinates come. Oh, excuse me. And more remote forest, fascinates came. If we may credit many recent scientists, the first welding of iron and we know that agriculture and trade flourished there when Europe was a wilderness. Yes, Africans were welding iron and of course the great uh, agriculture, so farmers, right? And trading way while Europe was ill while Europe was still in the wilderness. Dr. DeBose tells us further that nearly every human empire that has arisen in the world materially and spiritually has found some of its greatest crises on the continent of Africa. It was through Africa that Christianity began the religion of the world. In Africa, the last flood of the 
Germanic invasions spent itself within hearing of the last gasps of the Byzantium, and it was again through Africa that Islam came to play its great role of conqueror and civilizer. It is generally conceded in most scholar circles that mankind originated in Africa. This makes the African man the father and the African woman the mother of mankind. Whoop, whoop. Let me drop this one more time. Whoop. It is generally conceded in most scholar circles that mankind originated in Africa. This makes the African man the father and the African woman the mother of mankind. This is where we began our assessment of the role of Africa and its people in the world history. Woo, woo. All right. Woo, woo. Man, that's some fire, some fire, some fire. And um, there's a picture on this article. It says, uh, I just want to read you this last note, then we'll close out here, right? Part of history of Africa is depicted in a drawing by E. Harper Johnson of Pinkney the Great. Pin, how do you show it? Almost like a unk. So, Pianki the Great, a Nubian king who ruled ancient kingdom of Kush 300 years before the birth of Christ. His family and servants bid goodbye as he leaves for battle with Libya rivals. He later conquered Egypt and restored much of its glory. And again, he is um, Pianki the Great, a Nubian king who ruled ancient kingdom of Cush 300 years before the birth of Christ. Can you dig it? Okay, so this will be my last paragraph right here. Okay, read it. Early men in Africa became geniuses at surviving under harsh circumstances. Present day archaeologists have dug up and preserved the evidence of their achievement. They made hooks to catch fish, spears to hunt with, stone knives to cut with, the bolo with which to catch birds and animals, the blowgun, the hammer, and the stone axe. In his pamphlet, The African Contribution, the writer John W. Weatherwax gives us this additional evidence today. Evidence. Today's Canon, long-range missiles, ship propellers, automatic hammers, gas engines, and even meat cleavers and the upholstery tack hammers have the roots of their development in the early African use of power. Africans gave mankind the first machine. It was the fire stick. Uh, It was the fire stick. It is 
the making of tools that sets man apart from and in a sense above all living creatures. Africans started mankind along with the tool-making path. Canoes made it possible for man to travel farther and farther away from his original home. They began to explore many rivers in Africa like the Nile, the Congo, and the Niger. It was in this way that the early people of Africa started and organizing societies began. At some time, years later, Africans driven by curiosity of some force of nature began to leave Africa in large numbers. That's the key. Africans started and organized societies began at some time years later, Africans driven by curiosity or some force of nature began to leave Africa in large numbers. They began the most widely desperate of all people. Disparate of all people. Evidence of their presence at some time in history has begun has been found in nearly every part of the world. Africa was already old when what we now call Europeans was born. The Ghanaian history, Joseph B. Danquash called attention to this fact in his introduction to the book United West Africa or Africa at the bar of the family of the nations of blah, blah, blah. Okay. By the time Alexander the Great was sweeping the civilized world with conquest after conquest after conquest from um, Chadirona to Gaza, from Babylonia to Kabul. By the time this first of the Aaron conquerors were leading the rudiments of war and government at the feet of the philosopher Aristotle, and by the time Athens was laying down the foundation of modern European civilization, the earliest and the greatest Ethiopian culture had already flourished and dominated the civilized world for over four and a half centuries. So we're talking about for 500 years, the greatest Ethiopian culture had already flourished and dominated the civilized world for over four and a half centuries. Imperia, Ethiopia. Whoop, 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 whoop. Okay, man, I'm going to stop right there. Whoo, whoo. That's too much fire. So listen to the words I'm saying. And also, please read the description so you can get a better definition of the fire I'm unleashing today. Whoo. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to my podcast. <laughs> Peace, family.